Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Kieran, listen to my voice, focus on my voice, just yeah. my voice. I don't have a lot of choice, but yep. He took the coma guy's body. And if you didn't want to know that, Kieran, what? then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. And I know I usually do a spoiler from the movie. Oh, I, I got gotcha. But it I'm might be somewhat related to another movie, but uh, yeah. yes. Another yes. terrible movie. That's what we do we'll here. That's what we do here. And this week, typically <laughs> what we do, as Matty D likes to say, is we look at the trailer for upcoming movies and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. But this week, we're going back and we're looking back at a prediction that we made in the past and seeing how well we did. So when we were young podcasting buccaneers, yeah. we looked at a movie called Dark Phoenix, which I'm sure you're X-Men all aware of. X-Men Dark Phoenix. And now we're going back and seeing what we said and how right we were to the overall or movie. Or how wrong we were. we've seen it now. Yeah. We've seen that great movie and I guess now we're going to talk about it. And I think it's important to point out as well that this isn't necessarily a review of Dark Phoenix. We're not going to go over the plot of that movie beat by beat. We're just going to relate what we said to what actually happened in the movie. Yeah. Obviously, this is an episode of actual spoilers, so we are going to spoil some major plot details. So if you haven't seen Dark Phoenix yet and you really want to... Mm. Watch that movie first. Yeah, watch it first and then you can come back and see what we had to say. Also, if you haven't... Or if you don't give a shit... <laughs> Listen ahead. Yeah, listen ahead. Maybe we won't ruin it for you. Maybe we'll yeah. make the experience better. Who knows? Maybe. But if you haven't listened to our episode about Dark Phoenix, yes. where we tried to guess a lot of what was going to happen in the movie, I'd probably suggest listening to that first because that's, uh, right. that's what we're going to be talking about. But, you know, do whatever you want. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You're a free person, yeah. free thinker. Go do whatever you want to do. You're a free X-Men. Okay. Ex people. Yeah. Ex person. Ex woman. Ex ladies. Ex women, as they like to say. Ex ladies this movie. and ex gentlemen. Jeez, we're really off the rails this episode. So, Maddie D, would you be kind enough to explain our point system to the audience? We'll do. So, <laughs> so we get two points for everything we get correct where Dead there's on. been no information about it. Yeah. If we predicted something out of the blue and it's absolutely correct, that's a two-pointer. That's right, that's right. But if we see something in the movie that we predict that's also in the trailer, we get one point for that. Yeah, so if we got the context of the scene in the trailer exactly right, we didn't screw it up. And if we're kind of on the mark, if we're kind of there, it's half a point. That's right, yeah. So if there's a dog in the movie and there wasn't any information if that there was going to be a yeah. dog, that would be two points. If there was a dog in the trailer and we said there was a dog in the movie, that's one point. Yep. And if there was a cat in the movie, we get half a point. I that's guess that's right. a way to look at it. That's a great analogy. I think I used it before. <laughs> so, X-Men Dark Phoenix. Uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, a movie that has been redone. It's a movie that was yeah. done before and they're, they're bringing it back to kind of salvage this storyline. Mm, yeah. And I don't know what your opinion is, dear listener, but you may think that this is an improvement over X-Men 3 The Last Stand. Believe it or not, I didn't realise this until I re-listened to the episode, but Matty D is a fan of X-Men 3 The Last Stand. He's I like love the, it, yeah. He's the only person in the universe who likes that movie. Look, I can... But he also likes Spider-Man 3, so... <laughs> I can see why it's a bad movie. I can see why people don't like it and think it's trash, but I don't know, something about it, it's kind of fun for me. I like... Oh, so it's I like a know. dumb fun movie. Yeah, yeah. Like you laugh at it more than you take yeah. it seriously. and it's just like, you don't take it seriously at all. It's just a lot of craziness, a lot of people using crazy power. I was kind of dug it, you know? On to Dark Phoenix. Did you see this movie in the cinemas? No, I did not. So when did you see Disney it? Disney Plus, and yes. I saw it a few days ago. Yep. Specifically for it. this episode, right? Yes, specifically for this episode. I'm I exactly can say that this would not be a movie that I'd watch otherwise. I wasn't really yep. excited to watch it. I was quite no. sick when I watched it as well. So really? I was, I was oh, kind of no. like groaning and like, ugh. So it made the experience worse for you? Yeah. 
Because if you couldn't tell, audience, if we didn't <laughs> drop enough hints already, neither Maddie D or I really liked this movie, and neither did the audiences, since it was pretty much critically panned across the board. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. No. I was expecting it to be a massive train wreck. Yeah, it wasn't awful, but it was. So I was certainly wa- wasn't good. So either. I was watching it, trying to cut it some slack, and being like, oh, you know, at least stuff is happening. Like, <laughs> I used to really like this series. Like yeah. when X Men First Class came out and Days of Future Past, I was completely on board, and I was really excited for everything that they had to bring out. But then. Mm. X-Men Apocalypse, as we discussed in our last episode, really disappointed me. I couldn't even finish the movie. And this one, this is like the final nail in the coffin, this movie. I I wouldn't have even watched it if I didn't need to for the show. Yeah. But we actually know people who really enjoyed this movie. Back when this movie came out... We do. We have a couple of mutual friends on Facebook who went and saw it, and they posted glowing reviews afterwards. They were like, this is one of the best X-Men movies to come out in years. I really wanted to go back and find those reviews and read them on the show just to see what their perspective was for you know people who actually liked it. But they've since deleted them, <laughs> and I'm not at all surprised by because, you know, on like opening night, you go and see a movie and you're all hyped about it and you tell everyone how great it was, and then it turns out that the movie is actually really bad and you're just one of those people with a different opinion. And you don't want to... So- have a different opinion. Yeah, you and suddenly be you look right. like an idiot for liking this movie that nobody else I, likes. I think it's okay if you like this Star movie, Wars. and if you listener likes this, like this movie, then good for you. I think that it would have been better watching it in the cinema. Yeah, personally. definitely. I think it would have been a better experience watching it in the cinema. But I didn't hate all of it. Like I, yeah. I didn't overall love it, but like it wasn't a, an absolute chore to get through. No. I mean, some parts were. I, I started writing notes <laughs> because I was so like grumpy, and I started writing like I'd usually like try to keep notes of like the plot, but I started writing notes about my thought process through the right. movie. Do you want me to like share sure, somewhere I had? I just wrote down three things. I wrote, how many X-Men movies have rainy funeral scenes? Too many. That happens all Probably the time. Probably all of them. And then I wrote, Xavier getting a whiskey is my is my mood right now. Yes. <laughs> I wanted a drink pouring. so bad when he started pouring out that whiskey. And uh, I thought he was going to offer some to Beast, but he didn't even offer any to Beast. Xavier's kind of was. a dick in I think, this movie. I think he was, that, that, that was the idea he was going to share with Beast, but Beast was like, you killed my girlfriend yeah i don't know and then the well, last, didn't. last thing i said was uh sophie turner crying and saying why did i do that what is happening to me is so accurate <laughs> oh geez we won't rag on her too much but i've got to say one of the big failing points for this movie was definitely sophie turner we were worried about it when we talked about it in our previous episode but yeah all of my worst fears were confirmed when i finally saw the movie yeah i don't think jessica chastain coached her enough behind the scenes by the way i think we mentioned this last time but they did reshoot most of this movie after <laughs> An incredibly poor first attempt and there by was, Sophie. There were small things, because I did rewatch these trailers beforehand, and I've noticed that they did change some small things. Yeah. So even us going into the movie, we were kind of steered in the incorrect direction. Yeah, that's right. But this um, happens to us all, all the time. All the time, yeah. Because yeah, the Look, trailers I, always lie. They always change stuff. I, I feel like it's like everyone hates on Sophie Turner. I, I didn't think she was bad in this movie. I just thought the movie just didn't know what it was doing half no. the time. So I, I want to cut her a little bit of slack. I, you know, I think it, a lot of the blame can be placed on Simon Kinberg, the director. Because yeah. as we know, we discussed this last time, he was the one who wrote the script for X-Men 3 The Last Stand. So he is essentially responsible for screwing it up the first time. So why not get him back in full creative control the second time? And he just did the same thing again. Well, He, he didn't wanted, even fucking change anything. He kind of really wanted to do it right, I guess. I guess he right. felt like he failed that story arc. Yeah. And it's obviously a story that he really cares about. So he wanted to do it. By the way, I did a bit more research right this time. time. 
and this is a storyline that they've done multiple times with varying differences in the storyline. Well, it's a really in the popular. Comics, yeah. it's a really popular f- series. Or so story it's not like there's even one definitive Dark Phoenix story. It's just he focused on the original. It was very loosely based on that original Dark Phoenix run from Classic X Men. But yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, if this is what people are really scrambling for, was it really worth it? Uh, let us know. Yeah, if you exactly. If you enjoyed the movie, I really do want to hear from people who did enjoy this movie, and I want to know why. I want to know why exactly you liked it. What made it better than X-Men 3 The Last Stand? Or do you think X-Men 3 The Last Stand is still I, a better movie? I thought Xavier's story was really cool in this. I thought they went in a direction. Why was that. he a dick? Like, <laughs> I don't know. The X-Men literally went into space and saved a whole bunch of people, like risked their lives. And he was back on Earth just being like, yep, I've got to keep an eye on these guys because I can't really go into space. I mean, yeah. he's paralyzed. He'd probably be more of a benefit in space because he doesn't have to walk around. But I don't know. I guess that's what they're... He's just like, well done, guys. The president said you did a good job. And then he goes to like the fancy dinner and gets all the praise. Yeah. For like no real reason. Yeah. I guess it's like an I, egomaniac. I guess, yeah, I guess that's the way to look at it. But I think he's trying to put mutants in a good light, I guess. But it kind of yeah. shows him to be a Well, of I a suppose if Sophie Turner was there sitting next to him, like screw up the whole arrangement. <laughs> she says something stupid, lashes out. Yeah. Maybe it was a smart decision. I thought he was really good in this movie, by the way. Yeah. Well, he always brings a great performance. Mm. James McAvoy, that is. Yeah. So, yeah, he wasn't phoning it in. And there was a lot to enjoy in this movie. So let's yeah. start bashing it because yes. that'll happen organically, I know, yeah. anyway. One more thing I wanted to say about this may be a bash, depends on how you interpret my comments, but while I was watching the movie, I was listening to the soundtrack and I was just like, this sounds exactly like bits from The Dark Knight Rises and Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Why does it sound exactly like that movie? Is it ripping off Hans Zimmer? And then I looked it up and Hans Zimmer did the soundtrack. Yeah, Zimmer. (laughs) It it sounds exactly the same as those two movies. He's the only guy that does soundtracks. Yeah, exactly. And he's got more to come. We're going to be covering more movies in the future that he's uh, done the The 2020s movies. is Hans's year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His decade, sorry. I think he's done four or five movies this year alone. Really? Yeah. They're actually starting a hashtag movement. This started back in 2018, so I'm a bit behind the time. They're actually starting a hashtag movement called Stop, hashtag Stop Hans Zimmer. Because <laughs> people are sick of hearing his samey music in every movie. He's just a guy trying to do a job. If yeah. everyone's hiring him, then, you know, that's what it is. I like to say he's like caps lock for soundtracks, but... <laughs> you really hate him. I, I like his soundtrack. I used to really like Hans Zimmer, but just yeah. recently he's just really turned in some really generic stuff that I haven't been a fan of. But is that Hans Zimmer or is that people, is that the producers being like, we want that sound, we want that? Because all these movies are pretty much, they're all kind of the samey-same, so like, we want Nolan Batman music, go. That's what we want from you. Has this been the longest lead up to one of our- We really don't want to talk about this. Yeah, I know. So we should like dive in and I think I went first and I went for ages, so good luck, sir. Yeah. Good luck for my half So you were just trying to rack up points by just stating really obvious things for a really long time? I think this was before our point system started. No. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. So, so we, ha- we hadn't started I didn't even doing have actual the game at this point. So you were just trying to get as much detail into your plot as possible. I had such a vivid image of what this movie would be. And I was so confident. I was like, yep, that's where they're going with it. Yeah. And when the second trailer came out, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and when I watched the movie, I was like, God damn. So I don't know how well, how well you I'm did doing. say in that original episode that you think that the movie may be a combination of our yeah, two plots, and I think that was. was a fairly accurate which statement. it was. I think more close to what you said than what I said, but you had a fair few elements though that were actually in let's, the movie. I want to hear what you because I forgot everything that I said and I re-listened to it. And I was like, "What? Yeah, I <laughs> was the going same because we recorded the original episode more than a year ago, wow. and it's not really like an episode that I've really gone back and paid much attention to either because it wasn't really a movie that I was excited to see or I didn't even see it in the cinemas. So 
So yeah, and it's still early days. We were still finding our feet. Geez, we're still not getting into it. Let's go straight yeah. into what you said, Matty right. D, and give you some points. So you thought straight off the bat that the movie will have extraterrestrials in it, aliens, that is but not on a huge scale, and that's absolutely right. But we knew that going in, so that was a point for you there. Now, those aliens in the movie... Those tree people. They're called Dabari. Oh, are they? Yeah, but they were originally supposed to be the scrolls from you know Captain Marvel We Universe. spoke about that, yeah, we right? Did. You mentioned that. Yeah, that's right. But they are very much the scrolls in this movie, yeah. even though they're evil, because Marvel have already established that the scrolls are the good guys. Not that we really called that in our Captain Marvel episode, but still, if you look at them, they're aliens. They sort of like appear ugly at first, but they shapeshift. Even though they only seem to be able to shapeshift into one person, and that's it. Yeah. I guess that's the difference between the Dabari and the scrolls. Just not as good with their powers. They're more like <laughs> the TX from Terminator 3. Yeah, we didn't really know much about them or learn anything about them. No. You don't really even see most of they, them. They like. kill you by touching you gently on the chest mm. and then everyone oh, no. screams. No, it's like a telepath thing, right? They, they twist your I internal so. organs or whatever. I guess so. They go, Kalima, <gasps> and rip out your heart. Anyway, moving on. So you thought that the movie will open with a flashback to young Jean Grey showing up at Xavier's school for mutants. Now, I gave you half a point because she does show up at the school for mutants at one point. Like, yeah. she, she eventually goes there, but it's not like she goes directly there with the intention of being a student. No. She obviously inadvertently kills her parents and then... Well, Xavier kills one sort of, of her parents. Yeah, that's right. And then Xavier takes her under his wing. Yeah, and leaves one asshole parent Yeah, that's left. right. That's just like, just I don't like her anymore. For no you reason. You can have her. <laughs> uh, so you said that Jean will meet Charles with a luscious set of hair. That's exactly what you said. I don't know what a set of hair is. That's what he has. He's a collection of wigs that he likes yeah. to put on. And she asks if he can fix her. Now, that was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So you get a point for that. That was big in the trailer as well. And you said that this would lead into a montage of Charles teaching Jean how to control her powers. No, he just gives her a pen. That doesn't happen at all, but that did happen in the last movie, which you didn't watch. So that's probably why you thought it would happen in this movie. Oh, did it with Jean Grey? Yeah, that's right. Really? Okay. Well, it was with all the students, but Jean Grey was a new student at that point. Oh, We got to know a little bit about her powers. All right. But you went to know that. Still didn't give you any points, though. You said that Jean would notice a radio on Charles' desk. So she's at the school, she's learning, and then she just suddenly notices this radio for the first time. Hey, this, you got a radio, Charles. And this spurs a memory in her head. It causes her to have a flashback to when she accidentally killed her parents while they were driving in a car. What good story writing there, Maddie D. Yeah. Wow. Well, I gave you half a point because while she does have a flashback, no, she doesn't really have a flashback. Not really. We, as the audience, have a flashback right at, at the, the very start. start of the movie where we see that happen. But yeah, yeah. she isn't spurred on by Pretty memory. Pretty much like the... Th- start of the third movie didn't that start with the same exact flashback yeah that's right but it wasn't exactly the same flashback oh no the third movie they had like five different flashbacks yeah that's right they were all over that flashback stuff we said this in the last episode but yeah there was no death or anything at the start of the episode it was just young Jean Grey making Stan Lee's hose rise Yes. Now you thought that this vivid flashback would cause Jean to lose control, but Xavier would be able to calm her down. That doesn't happen. Nope. And then you said that we cut to present day and Jean wakes up from a bad dream. We really had it in our minds that, that she'd be waking up <laughs> we from wanted a bad to dream. wake up from a bad dream, but no, that didn't happen in the movie at all. And you said at this point we'll be reintroduced to the school, which we are. Gave you a oh. point for that because, of course, we knew we were going to be in the school. <laughs> we'll see the students. And then you said that Mystique notices that Jean has been having trouble sleeping. And Jean tells her that she'd been having reoccurring nightmares ever since she killed Apocalypse. I actually gave you half a point because while Mystique does notice that Jean is having a few issues... Uh, Apocalypse isn't even mentioned in this No, movie. they don't even talk about it. No. We were like, this is going to be such a big thing because it's yeah. carrying on from yeah, that's that, right. that event, but they just brush it over. Yeah, they didn't give a shit about it. Sweep Apocalypse. it under the rug. Quite like the audience. It's almost like you didn't need to watch that movie. Yeah, exactly. 
Because I didn't. Well, they introduced all these characters in that movie, so that would be the only reason to watch it. But yeah, as just do what I did, watch the but first you, half. You can work out who the characters are, what they're doing. Yeah. Well, if you know anything about X-Men, then you should be able to go in. Sure. No worries. But you also said that we'd be introduced as well to all of our favourite mutants, including Beast, Cyclops, and Storm. All Get your point for that, because yes, we are reintroduced to them. But we know that from the trailer. Yeah, that's right. Just give well, it, was, it was obvious that they were going to be in the movie. And I thought this was interesting as well, because you said that Storm would feel isolated because she was a villain in the previous movie. Well, she was being manipulated by Apocalypse. Yeah. He wasn't like the villain of the movie, but you said that she'd be like shying an away and outsider from the rest of the group. But no. <laughs> that wasn't the case at all. She's like fast friends with them. Yeah, she she gives them ice cubes in their drink. Yeah, <laughs> that seems kind of slack to me. Like every time they get a drink, they're like, just go up to Storm. Storm, can you please put ice cubes in our drink? Yeah, we don't want to take an ice cooler out to yeah. this party. So can you just like... She's just an ice dispenser in that scene. And then when Iceman enrolls in that school, they're like, oh, yes. We've got two. We've got two. They just need an X-Men that can make drinks out of their hands. That would be the best superpower. Oh, man. That would be my superpower. Could you superpower imagine that superpower? Just like, boom. Terrible in a fight, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. Unless you spray, like, alcohol in their eyes. You said that Charles would do some tests on Jean, and I gave you two points for that because Charles does ask Beast to Beast do some tests yeah. on Jean after she comes back from space. Who was so. great in this movie, by the way? Really yeah, well, like he's him. good in everything. Nicholas Holt, that is. Uh, and you said that Charles is creating psychic forces in Jean's mind. I didn't really understand what you meant by that, but I gave you half a point because we understand that when she was a kid, Xavier put like mental blocks in her mind to prevent her from like unleashing her true powers. Yeah. So yeah, so she isn't actively doing it to Jean as an adult, but yeah, as I said, half a point because you're sort of on the right track. Yeah, I mean, this is something that's in the comic and it's in the previous movie. It's something that's part of the Jean Grey character. Yeah, And that's the Phoenix right. character. Yeah. So you said that then we'll be introduced to Magneto and his cronies. <laughs> and in a dingy hideout. Yeah, we'll get to that. But you say that the government is keeping a creature, which Magneto and his gang break out of containment. They're like, this is weird. Let's break it out and keep it as a part of our gang. Yeah. And you said that this will be Mastermind. Now, the character in the movie isn't actually Masterminded. I don't even no. think it's intended to be Mastermind. We were just going from like early rumours. Yeah, because Mastermind plays a part in... The original Dark the, Phoenix The original Dark story Phoenix storyline. Right. And that's the sort of... What was the character's name? Vox. 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 So who Vox, Vox is, who's, who Vox is, is... Yes. God, I love that name. Who Vuck is is who Mastermind was portraying yeah, in the in the story. Right. So, so at no point in the movie do they say she's Mastermind. They don't. I don't even think they really say that she's Vuck. I think she says it in one scene. She's yeah, like, I didn't pick I'm it up Vuck. At all. I'm a Dabari. Okay. Great. Cool. A solar flare destroyed my planet, and that's all you need to know. Yeah. Now we're here on Earth to like stir shit up. <laughs> yes. So you didn't get any points for that uh, because it wasn't true. Good old Magneto wasn't really involved at all. No, he didn't do anything. You thought that Vuck would be able to shapeshift and can bend reality. I gave you a point for that because that's pretty much true, but we knew that going in. And that Vuck has a monstrous real form, but when we're introduced to her for the first time in the movie, we'll see her as Jessica Chastain. I got that so wrong. The opposite is true because when we're first introduced to her, she's the the Dabari stepping out from behind a tree, and then she turns into Jessica Chastain. What was that, by the way? Was Jessica Chastain, was she at like a a family dinner? Yeah. Because it looked to me to be like a swing party. I was like, what's going on I thought on it was here? a swingers party too. <laughs> and then the dog won't shut up. <laughs> they're not setting the right mood. Yeah. So they're like, would you go tell that dog to shut up? She just goes out and gets absorbed, I suppose, by... How's Wolfie? Fuck. <laughs> Your foster parents are dead. So yeah, I gave you half a point for that because you, you had the opposite to what that's actually a, happened. That's a very movie. generous half point. So you thought that Magneto would be immediately drawn to Vuck? And he wants her to join their gang. This doesn't happen at all. You want to join our club? Yeah. It's like a little rascal style club as well. 
it basically is in the real movie. I'll tell you that because they had like the little rascals shanty house. We're gonna we're gonna house. go into a, a racing derby. You want to join our gang? Yeah, oh, I love that movie. Anyway, so you thought that Vuck would be searching for the power that was able to kill Apocalypse, <laughs> and I gave you a point for that because she's technically looking for Jean, who did kill Apocalypse. Looking but she's, for the source of the solar flare. Yeah, but she's looking for what happened to the solar flare because it was apparently this like uncontainable power that has been going around the universe. They've been trying to find it and weaponize it for years. That Jean just consumed. But yeah, Jean just swallowed it up like it was a bowl of jelly. Yeah. And obviously, Vuck wants to use her for nefarious reasons. Uh, so I actually gave you a point for that because while she is seeking out the solar flare, it is in Gene, so you're technically right. Mm. And they don't even care about Apocalypse. That's not no. a thing. Apocalypse didn't apparently matter to anybody. No, no consequences for that movie. So you said that we returned to the Mutant High School. That's just so much easier to say than Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters. But you said that Cyclops and Gene would still have a relationship together. I gave you a point for that because they do. But you thought that there'd be a rift between Gene and Cyclops ever since the events of the last movie. But that's not true at all because no. they're even more in love at this point. Yeah, they're um, basically dating. But uh, I remember you didn't think that there would be a relationship. Well, I couldn't remember if they had established a relationship in the last movie, but they had, in fact, like they'd started a flirtation with each other. Right. Like I said, I didn't watch all of Apocalypse, so I couldn't confirm it at that stage, but I've since watched it. So you thought that Jean would lash out in anger at Cyclops and we'll see a little bit of her powers. That doesn't happen. You thought that Jean would leave the school before she can cause any damage, so she was worried. She's like, i got to get out of here before I hurt anybody. And that sort of does sort happen. Sort of, yeah. So I gave you two points for that. She's like crying in a gutter yeah. somewhere, just like, in the rain. Whoa, what do I do? But she does cause some damage before she goes, though. So uh. that's the whole reason she leaves. So you said that Jean would return to her old neighborhood. I gave you a point for that because we saw that that was going to happen in the trailer. And you said that she'd visit her old house, but finds that it's been abandoned. I gave you half a point because she does visit her old house, but her dad is still there. Yeah, and, and this is pretty much like the previous movie. Yeah, sort in, of. In a way. Yeah. Did they do that in X-Men 3 the last Yeah, day? they go back to her house. And this... I thought they'd go back to Iceman's house. Or was it Rogue's house? No, they have a they have a fight well, scene where, where she kills Xavier in her house. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Wow, they really did, did rip off the old movie. Yeah. Right, so you said that she'll start to remember memories that were repressed. That's absolutely correct. That does happen at this point because she's lost the like mental block that Xavier put on her. So I gave you two points for that. Uh, you said that the X-Men would arrive and try to calm Jean down. That does happen, but again, we saw it in the trailer, so that's a point there. And you said that Jean is so overwhelmed with emotions, I suppose, that she becomes the Phoenix and fights them. That absolutely does happen. Point there. And you said that her destruction attracts the attention of the military. I gave you half a point because yeah. it attracts the attention of the police. They show up. And you said that also Magneto and the Brotherhood of Mutants would turn up, I guess, as they well. Attracted do. by the... They don't. They're not in this scene at all. Oh, no. They come in later. <laughs> yeah. And you said that the Quicksilver scene would happen here. The, you know, the standard best part of each of these new <laughs> X-Men movies. I gave you half a point because there's a brief Quicksilver moment, but there is no Quicksilver moment he in this movie. had two moments. No, there was no music and... Uh, I guess so. Because he had that moment, cool moment here where he's jumping on bits of debris. And, and then, then he's he had knocked his, away. He had his moment at the start of the movie where he goes into the spaceship and pulls everyone yeah, out. Yeah, but it was done very matter of fact and wasn't as cool and stylish as the previous two movies. No. And was really disappointing. They just saved one-liners for him. <laughs> and then he gets his ass kicked and then disappears for the rest of the movie. Like you said. Oh, I can't, I thought he would die. Yeah, you thought he would die, but you said they got to find a way to pull him out of the movie. Yeah, that's right. I can't believe that like he was slightly beaten up and then just like oh, he's incapacitated yeah. he might as well have died yeah but anyway Quicksilver you can't go to our missions anymore 
You said that Jean would leave on her own. So during the scuffle, the chaos and the military's there, the Brotherhood of Mutants there, the X-Men are there, Jean's there. Uh, you said that Jean would like give them the slip and would end up going to the Brotherhood of Mutants. So I gave you a point for that because that essentially does happen. There's no big chaotic fight. Well, there sort of is. Much smaller scale than you thought it would be. Yeah. But she does, you know, beat cheeks, flies off, and then first place she goes, of course, is the Brotherhood of Mutants. Now, you specifically said that they have a lair at a dingy place, as you mentioned a earlier. A dingy nightclub? <laughs> it might as well have been. And I gave you every opportunity to correct yourself. I was like, are, are you sure? where is this location? Where is this? Oh, just some just somewhere dingy place. Just so. somewhere. I remember saying afterwards that it was like, oh, yeah, it's Tuesday Island after you mentioned it. Yeah. So I don't deserve any points for that. No. Yeah, so they were, in fact, on an island, basically like in a community, a government-sanctioned community for mutants to like hang out in. Yeah, like a Manus Island slash apartheid slash sort of refugee area. Yeah, exactly. Which I think you mentioned it would be in the previous episode. So you said that the Brotherhood of Mutants would decide to take Jean in and she will get to know them. No, they didn't want her there at all. They're like, get out. <laughs> yeah, that there was no... Fuck off. That was like a good opportunity to have some like character building. Yeah. Like, But no, obviously they're just like, get out. They fight over a helicopter. That was pretty and cool. And you said though. that she and Matt... That was pretty cool. Yeah. That was like the best scene And the he movie. pushes the helicopter away. He's like, just go. And they're like, whoa! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the soldiers get in and go, wee! That would kill them, right? Yeah. They, they would be able not to control because the helicopter no. needs to be level. Yes, and that's right. And also, why wouldn't Jean be like, okay, you push the helicopter away, then I'm just going to go and blow it up. Blow it up. I don't know. You said that she and Magneto would connect. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Whose blood is that? Whose blood is that? I know whose blood that is. <laughs> and you said that Vuck would still be hanging out with the Brotherhood and she would meet Jean Grey here for the first time. No, that doesn't no. happen at all. You said that Vuck would tell Jean that she shouldn't be limited by Xavier and that her powers are amazing. Now surprise, that, surprise. That does happen. Yeah. It happens later on, though. I think it happens while they're in New York. Is that where she meets her? I don't know. I didn't pay much attention to where that was. I, yeah. You said it was New York. I thought yes, it was like it was. like England or London or something. That's what it looked wow. like to me. But No, it was know. definitely New York. I gave you a point for that because that conversation pretty much does happen, even though... It doesn't happen here. Vuck... Happens throughout the movie. All Vuck wants to do is give the suck to Jean and suck out the solar flare. That's right. And you said to Vuck stuff up. Yeah. You said that Vuck would show Jean that name. You said that she wants to show Jean some illusions, some visions, and explain to her where the Dabari come from. Now, that pretty much exactly happens in the movie. I know it happens in the trailer, but that whole point about explaining where the Dabari come from wasn't in the trailer, so I gave you two points for that. But I I go into like a weird area where I'd say that she's like an ancestor or something, don't I? You said that Jean might be like a scroll, no, sorry, a Kree or something like that. Mm. She was related to the Kree, but we knew that that wasn't going to happen in the movie. Or she was convinced that that was like, she got manipulated to think that she was. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, I don't think you specifically said that that would happen no. in the movie. Right. See, I'm giving you a lot of slack. Yeah, really thank did, you. I appreciate you it. you did a shit job with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did. <laughs> and you said that the X-Men would arrive at the Brotherhood of Mutants dingy lair to try and convince Gene to come back home. I gave you half a point because it doesn't happen at the Brotherhood of Mutants dingy lair, but it does happen in New York. And you said that Xavier wants to knock Jean out and get in her head and put some new blocks in. Uh-huh. No, he just wants her to come home. Uh, he wants yeah. to put some Lego blocks in her head. Yes. You said that Vuck convinces Jean that her friends are here to do her harm. I gave you half a point because that sort of happens, yeah. but not really. They're afraid of your power, Jean, 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 yeah. Jean, Jean. And they say Jean about 200 times in this scene. And you said that Jean reads Xavier's mind and overpowers him and finds out the truth. That that 100% does happen. 
So two points for that. But yeah, I wish you could have said that she makes him like <laughs> walk, walk like Pinocchio up the stairs. By the way, great acting. That for, was supposed to be him. like really dramatic, but it just came across as goofy and funny. I just don't know why she just didn't pick him up and float him towards him. Well, they did that in the last movie. Oh, Maddie D. right. Because that whole thing was just really uncomfortable. Yeah. And funny. Walk to me. You know I can't. Whoa, whoa, I'm coming up the stairs. <laughs> oh, dear. And the music blares, the Hans Zimmer music blares over the top. And then you said that she'll fly into a rage. Well, she's been doing that the whole time. So that's pretty obvious. I gave you a point. Uh, you said that the rest of the X-Men will turn up and try and fight Phoenix, but they all get decimated. So I gave you a point and a half because that pretty much does happen, but yeah. there was no real indication that that would happen. So point and a half there. And you said that the fight would spill out into the streets. I actually gave you half a point because the opposite happens. They start off in the street and then they go into and they a house. spill into inside. Yeah, into some mansion or something. Uh, it was just a lobby of a fancy building. It was next to Central Park. And then you said the military turns up again. Now they do actually turn up this time. They turn up with their like darts, which pretty much was exactly how you described it. They show up with their darts and stun the mutants. So I gave you two points for that. Uh, you said that Xavier and Magneto argue over Jean. What was your purpose here? You thought that Magneto wanted to have her on his side, like as a bad guy, and Xavier wanted her to, you know, be controlled, right? Yeah, I, I recall that Magneto wanted to kill her, I think. and In the actual movie. Yeah. And, but um, I don't think you oh, thought in, that. In my mind, I thought that he wanted to kill her and then Xavier wanted to protect her and save her at this stage, I think. Right. Well, I gave you a point anyway, because they do have an argument outside the fancy building. So yeah, that was worth a point, I thought. And then you thought that Magneto... Oh, here we go. I wrote it down. I forgot about it. You thought that Magneto wanted to kill Jean because she's too strong. That's 100% correct. I gave you a point there because I think that was in the trailer. And you said that the X-Men don't want him to do that. Well, duh. <laughs> I still gave you a point. Uh, you said that Magneto will fight with Jean and she bends his helmet. <laughs> I don't know bends. if that's supposed to be like a euphemism or something. <laughs> But yeah, she does. Like uh, like Lord of the Rings Nazgul style. Like, yeah. It all cracks from the she inside. breaks his helmet and then rams it into his chest. It so, doesn't kill him. No, it doesn't. So Magneto doesn't have his helmet anymore. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They're not going to make any more <laughs> movies. So I gave you a point for that because that was in the trailer too. You thought that Jean would eventually turn on Vux. So I gave you two points for that because she does. And then you said that uh, Vux won't call herself Mastermind. So I gave you a bonus point for that. <laughs> Thanks. Because even though I thought she was Mastermind, she does never yeah. call herself that. Yeah, that's right. So you said that Jean will destroy Vux psychically. I gave you half a point because while Jean does destroy Vux, she does it physically rather than yeah. psychically. And then you said that we'll see Vux alien form at this point. I gave you half a point because we sort of do when she dies. Uh, yeah, because she's getting blown up and... Yeah. yeah, we see like her original skin. Yeah. And now even though the bad guy is defeated... You thought that the movie would continue on for quite some yeah. time at this point. You said that the mutants would all be captured by the army and put into a truck. Yeah, a truck. I gave you half a point because it's clearly a train. Yeah. Even in the trailer, it was really obvious that it was a train, but for some reason you I still just thought, thought it was, was a, a truck. truck. A big truck. And you said that Gene would attack the truck <laughs> and free all the mutants. It was a bus. <laughs> and I gave you a point for that because, again, while it wasn't a truck, she does free the mutants. It. Well, they actually all get out beforehand and free her, so I don't know why I gave you a point. Oh, you can keep it. Oh, that's right. They, keep uh, it, they, get her, they get her out to help fight the... Yeah, okay. It sort of does happen because she lifts it up in the air and helps them out because they're fighting all the Dabari at this point, which didn't even appear in either of our plots. Uh-huh. So you said that Jean would go on a rampage and attack the mutants. I gave you half a point because she's actually going on a rampage and fighting the Dabari, as I just said. 
And then you said that Mystique will die while trying to stop Jean. I deserve some points. Two here. points for that. Yeah. Because yeah. that absolutely death. does happen. Jennifer Lawrence is getting out of her contract. Yes. She's like, oh, I don't have to put in that blue paint anymore. I can't believe I didn't think of that. But yeah, you said that Cyclops manages to convince Jean to return. Happened a lot earlier than I thought. To her normal self. I gave you half a point because this happens much earlier. Uh, you said that Magneto still wants Jean dead. No, he's actually pretty cool with her at this point. Yeah, when they're in the a, in the truck in he's the train. Such a placid guy in this yeah. movie. He's like, oh, I'm cool, just like hanging out in my. He went island. from being like the best character in this new series to like eh, nothing to do. Who he's gives got a nothing shit? Nothing to do. Yeah, he's completely like I don't know. Like he lifts up some guns and shoots at Vux, but it doesn't do anything. Sorry, Vuck. Uh, and you said that Jean leaves Xavier's school and turns into the Phoenix and attracts the military who blow her up. <laughs> Because I couldn't uh, do that before. I don't think that happens. <laughs> no. Uh, you said that she did this on purpose as a way of committing suicide to protect everyone from herself. I gave you half a point because she does commit suicide to protect everybody from her powers. But she kind of does it but she, yeah. by supernovering. Yeah, that's right. Which you talk about, actually. Yes. She rips off the final scene from, what was it, the series finale of... Uh, Heroes. Heroes. But I think they did that in the comics first. So yeah, half a point for that. You said that there'd be a funeral for Jean... And everyone is sad. I gave you half a point because there is no funeral scene, but they do have a scene where they're like... A memorial, right? A memorial plaque. Yeah, they hang up a memorial plaque. They change Xavier's school to the Jean Grey School of Okay, because I was confused. Um, Did they change the name of the school or did they just have like a little memorial thing? No, no, they changed the name of the whole school. Right, because he's not a teacher there anymore. He's not the headmaster. He retires at the ripe old age of like uh, 30. He's Alfred Pennyworth at the... uh, Actually, I think at the end of uh, Dark Knight. Oh Rises. my god! It was, I thought of that exactly, and even the same Hans Zimmer music was playing. I couldn't <laughs> where believe it. I was where he meets. So at the end of the movie, <laughs> Magneto. Yeah, and they play chess. But yeah, at yeah. the end of the movie, but she does the white piece, which is symbolic. Anyway, yeah. no. Xavier retires and goes to the same cafe in Paris <laughs> that Alfred Pennyworth likes <laughs> that, to hang out at. That's where, I couldn't believe that's it. That's the meaning place for everybody. Everyone who's retired. They yeah, just they go just there. They go there hoping to find somebody, you know. Yeah, and yeah, for some reason, just like in Batman, Magneto knew that this is where Xavier likes to hang out. It turns up and plays a little bit of chess, of course, referencing a much better movie. The third movie of the X-Men so, franchise. Yeah, Xavier's supposed to be in his 50s at this point. Did he look 50 Whoa, to you? No. <laughs> Good 50-year-old. They could have just had fucking Patrick Stewart come back at no, this they point. Because no. they already had him in a previous movie at this yeah, point. Yeah, well, he he's in the Wolverine movie. They Days of Future Past. Well, I'm talking about the the solo Wolverine movie. Yeah, that's right. Logan, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Logan. Um, and he and James McAvoy was the younger version of Patrick that's Stewart. Right. That's right. And there's like a whole flashback thing there. So, yeah, why didn't they... Why didn't they do... I don't know. They just wanted to give James McAvoy something to do, but they could have just had him in the flashbacks at the start. By the way, this movie was set in 1992. That's right. Was there any indication at all that it was 1992? The other movies did such a fun job. Like, they did such a good job creating, like, a fun cartoon version of the time that they were set in. Yeah. They did not give a shit at all in this movie. It might as well have been modern day. Yeah, and this was the same time as, like, you know, Captain Marvel was in the 90s, and they really did a good job. One of the few things they did a good job at was... In Captain Marvel, that is. Yeah, of uh, capturing that time period. Yeah, but they didn't even try in this movie. No. There was nothing, like, I thought the Quicksilver was going to have, like, some labouche to it. You and your labouche. You're hanging out for a movie that has labouche in it. exactly. I'm not going to be happy until they finally put LaBouche in a movie. (laughs) But yeah, let's wrap up what you predicted. Let's give you your final points. So if you count up every point that I just said, you get a total of 47 points. Oh, nice. 
which I don't know how you ended up with that many. I, I guess don't deserve that many, but I think I talked for so you long. You talked for so long that I just had to keep giving them to you. Yeah, I had to get something right. So like, that's why you keep winning many bro- because you don't shut up. A, a broken clock is right twice a day, right? Yes. If I just keep talking, I'm bound to like come close to something because everything yeah. there is like one point, half a point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, let's- Maybe we should stop counting things if they appear in the trailer, but then that would make it really hard yeah. though. All right. Well, let's because I, I mean, if we if we go off the trailer and it's right, I mean, we deserve a point for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but okay. Well, let's let's talk about your plot because you didn't talk yes, a lot. Your plot was very, 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 very shorter than mine. Yeah, much more shorter than mine, I should say. But you goddamn nailed it, as far as I can yeah. tell. Um, but yeah. let's go into what you said. So you said it was going to open with a flashback to uh, the late. I 70s. bet you I don't have forty-seven points. Um, we're gonna we're gonna end this episode with a fight. <laughs> okay, you yep. you've got a young Jean Grey as a, a cherub girl, is what you say it. And a young Jean Grey who doesn't look anything like Sophie Turner. <laughs> If you ask me. She has red hair, so it counts. Um, oh, I said she was a cherubic, did I? Yes, you did. Yeah. And she's on her way to Xavier's school. So I gave you two points because there's some things that you're not right about there, but it yeah. does start. I want to give you throw you a bone because it is. it starts off as a flashback, exactly yeah. as you describe. Back to we 1975. Don't know, we don't know where she's heading, but that's how it starts. Now, you say that Jean Grey causes a car accident which kills her parents or kills one of her parents, which is absolutely correct. Two points to you. You said that she would uh, somehow be the sole survivor, which she's able to make a, a Fantastic Four style bubble around herself yeah. and um, you know prevent it. And then you said this is all a dream, which I gave you half a point for because it's kind of implied that it's on her mind, I guess, yeah, that she's right. thinking about it. But what I give you one point for is the fact that she woke up on a spaceship. Did she? She didn't wake up on a spaceship, but right, right, it, okay. All right, she's I'm actually on the spaceship and she's on a mission with the other X Men. So I gave you one point for that because yeah. that's exactly exactly what happens. We do kind of see that in the trailer, which I failed to pick up on, but yeah, yeah good for you. This whole first scene, you nail. You say that there are astronauts in danger from a yeah. solar flare. By the way, it was the space shuttle Endeavor. Mm. I said that it was like Apollo thirteen, which happened in the sixties. No, yeah. sorry, the seventies, I think. Yeah. So I gave you two points for that because yeah, that's exactly what happens. This was before the second trailer came out, so we yeah. didn't know. That that was going to happen. I mean, if we saw the second trailer, it's pretty obvious, but you didn't know that. So Xavier is pressing Jean to go on and save them. And she obliterates, she gets obliterated by the solar flare, which I give you two points for. That's pretty much exactly what happened. Um, Well, it looks like she died. I thought she would actually die. Let's, I guess she doesn't actually, I was so shocked that she she didn't die. die. She goes out, she saves them. She gets hit by the solar flare. I think that's all fair that you get two points for, but the only difference is, is that she doesn't actually die. She comes back and she survives and everything. Everyone's just like, oh my god, you're you're amazing. You're the Phoenix. You're the Phoenix, man. You know what what are the calling kids you? are calling me? The Phoenix? The X-Men think that she is well, dead. Actually, they call you Rang a bitch, but I don't want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> they call you Sansa Stark for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. Put down the bow and arrow. The the White Wolf. I think someone else is called the White Wolf anyway. Who cares? Um they have a token funeral for her and <laughs> No, she's not dead. The X-Men are angry at Charles. Cyclops and Beast hate Charles Xavier at this point and blame Charles Xavier for her death, which I give you a point for because I was gonna give you half a point, but that that's kinda like two half points make right, a point yeah, for this. Fair enough. Because you're on the right track. Everyone blames Xavier for what happened for you know Jean going rogue and also Mystique dying, but they're also getting off. They're kind of going off side of him by yeah. how he's reacting, especially Mystique and Beast. Kind of, I think he's sexist for some reason. Do they? Yeah, you should call it X women. Oh, that's because just we're one. the ones who do all the work around here. That was one lazy piece of writing that yeah, they just exactly. shoehorned in. 
Masterminder, except it's not Mastermind, it's Vuck, yep. is floating around, as you say, and is just space. like- she's hanging it, out. She's just like, it. You don't. we don't see her, she's just a presence, and she finds Jean, which is just- Her Jean lifeless is, body, like, floating in space. Well, you said she's just oh, pure like a, energy. Yeah, that's right. At this stage. I got real, like, ethereal with it. <laughs> which would not make for good uh, cinema watching. Vux puts her together and says, you're more powerful. Well, the movie we fucking got didn't make for good <laughs> cinema watching, Matty D. Then you think, which I gave you half a point for, because you're on the right track. It doesn't- yep. It's not an- well, well, she was floating around, but she was in a spaceship. Yeah. So, yeah, you're on you're on the right track. So, you said that she uses illusions to convince Jean Grey that she is an alien. I mean, she does yeah. she does use illusions, yeah. but not to convince her that she's an alien. That's not something that ever yeah, really she happened. does. I'm just talking about Vuck saying that she is an alien from another planet, and oh, that's specifically what- I thought you were saying that no, Jean, Jean Grey, Grey was an alien. No, well, no, no. Well, there you go. Two not points for you then. Um, and she shows- her as in Jean Grey's childhood and says Xavier was manipulating and controlling her because Xavier wanted to be more powerful, which I gave you half a point for. Actually, you get two points for that because that's... Yeah, I was going to say that. that, That's pretty much exactly what... Well, I don't know why I gave you half a point there. Because you hate me. Because I don't like you and I want you to lose. And like Charles Xavier, I'm (laughs) sabotaging you. you're holding me back. (laughs) I'm holding you back. I ask you what the motivation for the bad guy is and you just say, Maddie D, she's just evil. She just wants to watch the world burn. How right you were. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Because that's exactly what happened. That's right. Two points They had no real reason to be evil, but they just were. (laughs) They just are, yeah. They just... She just says she wants to destroy the world. Why? (laughs) Who knows? She's just pissed off that her own planet got destroyed. That her own planet got destroyed, yeah. Yeah. You said Stanley's cameo was going to be at the church and I got really sad by that because he doesn't have one, of course. Xavier finds Jean through Cerebro and gets the X-Men to go out and get her back, which I gave you yeah. two points for. They can't keep out of that fucking Cerebro. <laughs> no, you, I'm you so glad that, that we're not going to see Cerebro in another movie. No, until they reboot this series, which yeah, they definitely oh will do. So Jean is getting emotional. She doesn't want to go and join the X-Men, thinking that they're holding her back. Yep. There's a fight, and this is where we have Quicksilver's big scene. Ugh. Still disappointed by that, by the way. So I gave you two points and two points. That's I four. Guess in total. I can't be too disappointed then. But where you got wrong is you said Quicksilver dies in this in this part. Yeah. We might as well have. He got defeated. But yeah. you, who are you going to have to make snarky comments in the halls of uh, of the school where he goes, "Hey, don't run so fast." Ha ha ha! Goes Quicksilver. Oh, that's right. He does turn up at the end and say that runs fast. The government come in and they create a chaos in the battlefield, uh, which kind of happens. And that the mutants all get scattered, which I give you two points for, which is, yeah. you know, they all split up. So Gene joins Magneto and the Brotherhood of Mutants in his island, which you got exactly right. Yep. <laughs> so two points I paid attention you, in the trailer. Because you paid attention to the trailer. And it's, and it's described exactly how it, it, it's seen exactly as you describe it, kind of like a grungy, weird offshore island. Yeah. yeah. Xavier uses Cerebro to find <laughs> Gene again, <laughs> which is true. And all three groups come to fight Jean as she phoenixes up, which I give you two points for. She actually goes into Jean's mind and like... She? Oh, no. Like, Xavier goes into Jean's mind and goes into a memory. I didn't quite understand that, but it's close to what you said, so... Fair enough. (laughs) Magneto and Xavier team up since Jean is too powerful, which, yeah, is exactly what happens. And they manage to knock out the phoenix, but get knocked out themselves by the government, I think you said. They like, yeah. take them all out. They get transported on a military train. Yep. Which is, yeah, not a truck. Not a truck. Yeah, two points for you for that. And they've got collars around their necks as well, so you get one point from that. We see that in the trailer, yeah, which right. I didn't mention for some reason. You said that Vux... Vuck. Vuck. Fuck that name. Vuck. 
wakes Jean up, uh, which I give you half a point for because you're Wake on the right up, track. Wake up, head. It's actually the mutants that do that. Yeah. And they fight. Phoenix is so powerful. Magneto uh, uses the guns against Phoenix. Uh, no, uses you them said, against. You, yeah, you said he uses it against, I think, Jean. Yeah, that's right. I but was it wrong. doesn't. It, it, he's using it against Vuck, which I give yeah. you one point for because it's it's in the trailer. But um, The trailer made it look like he yeah. was using them against Jean. But so not, they were a bit deceptive quite, there. Not quite there. But I give you a point because the tr- you said the train gets twisted, which we see in the trailer. Yep. And the fight gets taken By the way, out. that train was going through like fields and farmland. <laughs> and then when it gets flipped through the air, it just lands in the middle of a city. Yeah, I know, right? What was going on there? Which is what my next point is, actually. it's uh, You said there's a fight in the field and it's a big fight, which I give you half a point for because there is a big fight, but it doesn't happen in a field, unfortunately. No. Even though there's fields everywhere. Yeah, except for when the train goes up like in the air. They go past like 17 fields. It's like, no, we're going to the city and let's yeah. fight in a house. So the, the X-Men will break through to Jean and it will be revealed that... Uh, Vux was behind Vuck. Vuck. Keep saying Vux. Yeah. Uh, Vuck was behind this whole thing the entire time, which I give yeah. you half a point for. You're on the right track. Is essentially they figure that out, but it's actually Xavier sort of working it out. And Vuck will reveal her final form, which is an alien. Which I give you half a point for because she reveals that at the start. Yeah, that's right. But and she doesn't really end. fight in that form. No, never does. No. It's almost like they didn't put the money to that. No. Phoenix is the only one strong enough to defeat Vuck, which I give you two points for. Yep. Yeah, essentially, she actually needs to destroy herself to kill her. So yep. they go into space, two points. She goes supernova and kills Vuck and herself, yep. two points. Woo! Uh, Jean dies, two points. Yep. Uh, real funeral. Two points because that's... Yeah, there wasn't a funeral. Yeah. But, but we they, discussed that with yours. And then Xavier says something prophetic, which I give you half a point for. <laughs> and Because he doesn't say anything prophetic. It's more the symbolism of them. Yeah, you he's, know. In, he's doing his Alfred Pennyworth impression. Beforehand, I gave you 41 points, 41 mm. and a half points. Mm. But because I, I missed a few along the way, you get an additional five. So what you got was 46 and a half. Oh. Now, now <laughs> I just want to say... You're very kind to me there because I do not deserve... I think your plot is more on the money, but I think I just spoke about it a lot longer. Yeah. Because you nailed this. So... You got a 46 and a half, but I give it an A plus because right. uh, you So you still it. beat me by half a point, which I cannot <laughs> believe. But yeah, you just, through sheer perseverance, <laughs> racked up more points. Yes, but yeah, you you nailed this. You nailed the start. You nailed the end. Um, a few things here and there weren't consistent with the middle bit, but f- Jesus, yeah. you, were, you were so close. Considering the information we had or lack yeah. of information we had, because we only had that one trailer, you nailed it. So yeah. be proud of your 46 and oh, a half there points. You go. I am proud. I am happy. <laughs> and you did a pretty good job as well. I mean, there was a lot of details you didn't get, no. but for the most part, you got it this right. This is a success story. Yeah. We did all right. We shouldn't there have we got go. as close to the plot as what we did, but there you no. go. Well, Speaks the movie was movie. just yeah, cut and dry, so I guess we shouldn't really expect that it was that <laughs> easy to predict. So, And we can put X-Men behind us until it gets rebooted. In like, if- No, no, we've still got to do New Mutants. Oh, that's right. If that movie ever comes out. Yeah. I don't know if it is at this point. No, it is. It's definitely coming out. And contractually, it has to come out in the cinema. So that's why they keep pushing it back. Was there anything that we missed? Was there some prediction that either I made or Maddie D made that we didn't pick up on? Do I deserve another half a point <laughs> tying me with Maddie D? Or maybe really even pushing for two that. points and beating him once and for all? Or, 
as I mentioned earlier, did you like the movie? Yeah. Did you hate the movie? Give what us a review. Your, what was your opinions of the movie? Did you think it was very obvious the direction they would go in it? Or can were you, you surprised? Can you rank all the movies? Where do you place Dark Phoenix on the overall X-Men cinematic universe? Please that let us know. It's so hard to rank all those movies. There's so many of them. What would you say is the best one? Just uh, off the top of your head. Probably like Logan, Days of Future I haven't seen Past. It's probably... The two I reckon there. First Class is the best one. Oh, sorry. First Class is what I mean. That's the first one they did where they're in. Yeah, like that's the, right. That was the, the first reboot series. Yeah. yeah, I'd say that one was probably the best. Logan as well was pretty good. Right. I've got to see that movie. Or Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you want to let us know any of your thoughts, you can contact us at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. Or you can leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. Yeah, you can do all of those things. You can don't, do all of those things don't at once. Feel, don't feel like you have to just do one. Just You can do all of them if you want. Open your window, shout really loud, we might hear you. We might, yeah. Now, before we wrap things up for this episode, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing, what we're going to be predicting next week. Isn't it a revisit or? No, we no. just did the revisit this episode. Did were, you forget? I thought we were doing a revisit of another movie, so I don't no. know. What are we, what are we're we doing? going to be talking about the upcoming Christopher Nolan spy thriller. Oh, that's right. Sci-fi movie, Tenant. Walking backwards. And people, yeah, that's right. The whole movie is about people running around backwards. Can't wait to talk about it. Let's but do the episode backwards. Christopher Nolan is determined for this movie to come out either this month or next month, so we may actually see this one sooner than you think. Get excited. We can go watch a movie. I guarantee you this is an early prediction. I reckon it's going to be delayed. Yeah, of course. Guarantee you. The week before it's due to come out, of it's course. going to be delayed. So we're going to get in early just in case it does come out. We're going to get in early next week and attempt to predict what we think is going to happen in that mess of a movie. Well, we don't know if it's a mess. Yeah. It looks Yet. very ambitious, but Yet. like I have no idea what's getting, going on in I'm those trailers. I'm getting a lot of Inception vibes. I'm getting a lot of um, Dark Knight vibes. Yeah, that's right. I'm of getting a lot of Hans Zimmer vibes. That's where that's the direction he always likes to go. So yeah, Christopher Nolan, walking backwards spy Inception movie. Yeah. It's some sort of time travel thriller, but how exactly we'll discuss next week. So thanks for joining us in this episode. Sorry if it was a little bit all over the place, but you know. That's the movie so we covered. So is Dark Phoenix, yeah, exactly. And we don't have to talk about it again. So yes, thank God. Moving forward. Goodbye, everyone. Ha- see you next week. Happy New Year. <laughs>